Hello out there in podcast land. Greetings and salutations from the Owenses. Are you ready to take a right turn? Ah, always. <laughs> yeah. That well, left turn will get you in trouble oh, every time. Oh, man. Well, we're back here again with our friends Mike and Tracy, two former FBI agents, and we uh, would like to talk to them about some questions concerning FBI agents and officials who've been accused of involvement in the ongoing operation to first spy on the Trump campaign, then to interfere with the Trump administration, and finally, to try and remove a duly elected president from power. Have anything you'd like to say about any of that? Um, the first question is where to start. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, the Steele dossier is where it started. It started yeah. with the Steele dossier. Well, it started probably before the Steele dossier. They were trying to figure a way to get things, you know, to do what you, exactly what you said, was to remove a duly elected president of the United States, um, which around the world, you know, we call a coup. But they're still trying to do it. Yeah. Oh, McCabe's insurance policy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, uh, when, it, when, the, when it started, I'm an old counterintelligence guy, and I know how that world works. I lived in it for many, many years. I worked on FISA packages. Um, I'm, that's my world. That would be like asking a school teacher who taught for 22 years, uh, what do you think of this? And she can pretty much tell you exactly what she knows happened. Mm. I looked, when, when we were able to look at the, at the Steele dossier the first time, I almost laughed. Um, I was an agent when the wall fell. And when the wall fell, you would imagine, you can't imagine how many people tried to come flooding out of Russia, uh, then still the Soviet Union, and wanted to come, you know, and, and defect now to the United States. And they all had keys to the kingdom. And about 95% of them had crappy stories like this one. Any of us that lived through that looked at that and said, oh, come on. That is not valid. That didn't happen that way. This is not how, how the world works. And you get stuff like this from KGB people, now SVR, but KGB people who, um, you know, were border guards or prison guards. I mean, they weren't, they were KGB in the sense that they had the name, but they weren't intelligence officers and were or operating in any way. And of course, we said, no, you're not coming out with that crap, you know? Um, so I looked at that and I thought, okay, this is phony. And anybody with any sense knew it was phony. Secondly, it was obvious it was run out of headquarters. Cases like this are run out of field offices, not headquarters. Headquarters is not operational, mm -hmm. it's headquarters. Field offices are operational. When you go to headquarters, you're not allowed a bureau car anymore because it's not operational. So the people who started this were people who had spent very little time in the field and actually thought that they could pull something like this and not get caught. Any field agent who's ever worked on a FISA case would have said, oh boy, are you stupid? You, you cannot <laughs> do this. This is not possible. Oh. And they left so many holes. I mean, it's not a professional work piece of work. I've always said that if this was a Russian operation that Putin would have had any KGB officer that suggested this executed because this is not his work. His work is very good and this was garbage. So 
we, looking at the FISA warrant, do you think uh, somebody just made an honest mistake when they said, well, we're going to use the uh, uh, Steele dossier as the background for this FISA warrant? Does that sound plausible? No, it's not at all, because there are, I mean, I could go through it, but it would bore everyone to tears. But the safeguards built into FISA are massive. This can't happen if you do it right. If you're not lying, if you're not trying to falsify evidence, this can't happen. There are too many checks and balances. And you are assured from the first day that you start working counterintelligence, if you mess up a FISA, and even if you do it by accident, we'll put you in prison. I mean, you are told that by FBI management. That's why FISAs are so treated so carefully. And for, a, for a, I, never, I never worked on one on a U.S. citizen. That's almost never happens. We don't use this technique on U.S. citizens unless it's a big espionage case. It just doesn't, that's not how it works. And yet we have from the director of the FBI on down and including uh, assistant attorney generals involved in this, no one's been brought up on charges. No one's been, you know, brought in any way charged with anything for this. Um, what do you think that has done to the credibility of the FBI? Well, I know it's destroyed it. And this was, and in most ways still is, the finest investigative agency that has ever walked the earth. Um, if you see the FBI do things in big investigations, it's, it's mind-blowing how, how careful and how thorough they are. This was such an aberration. It, um, but what it's done now is that the American public thinks... Well, geez, if, if they can do that to the President of the United States, you know, what chance have I got? And that's an absolutely valid opinion. And when you look at the fact that these people, one or, one or two of them have been fired, but others have retired with their full pensions and everything, and the current director of the FBI seems that he's still covering the whole thing up. I don't know that. I don't know. No, I don't. I'm baffled. I am absolutely baffled by uh, Christopher Ray. I don't know what he thinks he's doing, but he's certainly not helping the Bureau. And this was a... And counterintelligence agents worry constantly about circular reporting. Um, and I know this is what they were going to use. Oh, it's just a merry mix-up, you know. He told this person this. and Circular reporting is when I hear something, say that uh, OSI, Office of Special Investigations, the Air Force, comes to me and they said, hey, we picked up this information in Germany. What do you think? And I write it up. And then I send it off to headquarters and other places to say, what's everybody think? Um, and the next, you know, someone from over at um, uh, DIA sees it and said, oh, well, you know, they write it up and they send it off. Well, this happens two or three times. And finally, the CIA gets it and says, well, uh, we heard the same thing, so it's confirmed now. But... I heard it from OSI, and they send it out too, and now OSI says it's confirmed. We, you know, we have reported this, now everybody's looked at it, now the CIA's found something. Right. That's circular reporting, and you have to guard against that because now we're not learning anything new. We're telling each other the same story. So this is what I think they were, were banking on. We'll just we'll say, oh, we've got it here and here and here, so we thought it had to be true. And Well, they have said that, and they even cited that in the FISA warrant that, well, it's, it's even in the newspapers. You know, everybody knows this is true. But now the latest bombshell that should have detonated but has not detonated because 
the major media is, is smothering it, is an email, or his notes have come out that the head of the CIA briefed President Obama and Vice President Biden that the entire Russian hoax was started by the Hillary Clinton campaign purposefully to cover up her email scandal. And we now know this happened before the whole thing started. What do you think of that? Well, I, you know, and now I, th I don't think the FBI can come to us hat in hand and say, well, how could we know? We weren't there. Right. They had to know. You have to know these things. You can't, the world can't operate in this way. I mean, the, the intelligence world has think that it has, has stopgaps in it to stop this from happening. Now, public source information is fine. I mean, you will read things, you know, in the Washington Post that two weeks ago were classified. Um, you will read things in newspapers around the world that is, it's valid to use it. But you plant the story, and then you say, well, look, I need a FISA warrant. I, the story I planted is right. true because it was printed. And that's what they did. That's what they did. You know, um, we'd like to bring Tracy and, and Rosalie in here. We have two uh, very in, intelligent women and uh, who, who, who have thoughts on this, too. Uh, what do you think, of if all of this comes, comes about and no one is ever prosecuted, what, what do you think that's going to do? That is a significant problem, and the public opinion on uh, bringing people to justice is um, at, a, at a boiling point. And everybody knows uh, that, that wants to have an open mind, and, and that is a huge caveat, that this was all set up and it was manufactured. Um, when ever anything comes out now about either A.G. Barr or the uh, Durham investigation, uh, the, the reaction is, so what? I don't care until I see somebody charged. And people are losing not only respect for law enforcement, specifically the FBI, and particularly the Department of Justice, because we can see the case unfolding before us, and yet nothing is being done. Well, nothing's being reported. The, the major broadcasts aren't saying anything. Well, and you've got, not only do we have what appears to be a two-tiered uh, uh, justice system, one for you and I and one for the elites. Aren't we lucky? But we also have a two-tiered uh, broadcast system, uh, journalism, where we have a massive amount of reporting that is in the pocket of the idea that we have to cover this up. And we see this with um, Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails and the photographs and the videos that are reported to be on that laptop. Uh, and there is deathly silence from certain factions of the media and still the, the media that reported it, it was almost like pulling teeth to get them to acknowledge it. The American public sees this, and, and I'm retired now. I'm Joe Citizen, so I'm seeing it just like everybody else. And the atmosphere and the attitude is that 
we are never going to see the end of this. We are never going to see justice done. Well, you know, a case but, in point right now is uh, that they've finally dealt with the unmasking that was done, where they unmasked mm -hmm. people who were supposedly being surveilled, and they've now the AG has said, well, nobody's going to get charged for anything. And that goes to the two-tiered justice system, because that was, is a massive infringement on people's privacy. We are not talking about uh, people being legitimately investigated. We are talking about our elected officials and their appointees using the system to spy on their, uh, if you will, political enemies, uh, political opponents. And it, it, that kind of thing cannot go on. That is, is an affront to the American people and the Constitution. A lot of people don't see it that way, though. And they, they do not. No, they're not even. In, they don't even know what's going on. Half the population doesn't even know what's really going on. Well, now so. wait a minute. ABC did spend four minutes in the last <laughs> two weeks with oh. uh, Hunter Biden's uh, emails, and the other networks didn't have time to spend anything, but they did spend four minutes, four whole minutes, mentioning it to yeah, say right. it wasn't valid. <laughs> I can tell you as an old counter and tell guy that that if it, if that was true, if this was all by the Russians, that is the most elaborate, best executed counterintelligence case in the history of the world. A year ago, the Russians were wise enough to plant a hard drive in a computer shop in Delaware and have it found now and, and they sent emails, thousands of emails, and the people who got those emails are now confirming they received them. But the Russians sent them under Joe, uh, or Hunter Biden's name. Um, they managed to find a whole lot of pornography to put on that too, starring our favorite son. <laughs> and yet, you know, it's the Russians, and they got it there, and in, in the hands of Rudy Giuliani, and then in the hands of the New York Post, and it was magical. And they set it all up before they even knew Biden was going to be the nominee. That well, didn't happen. That cannot <laughs> happen. Nobody's that good. Well, we certainly want to thank you for, for sharing some thoughts and, and your views on, on some important issues today. And we want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. And we will probably have Mike and Tracy back again to talk about their views about uh, a lot of things in American politics. Yes. Here we go. Okay. Thanks for being here. We hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in again soon. Bye-bye.